police in the morning. Mike wakes up to find that he is trapped, and it soon becomes blatantly obvious that there is no way out. A phone rings, and the game begins. A captor calls himself the director, as he claims to be directing a reality show in which your life is truly in danger. The show will last three days, and Mike will be given several random tasks to complete. If Mike is alive at the end of the third day, he will be freed. But as the first task ensues, Mike realizes surviving might take more than he has. I'm Corey. And I'm Paul. And we are the B-Movie Bros. Here are B-Movies the best of our building. Sometimes we get off topic, but randomness is a gift. Here we are, week three of uh, Cleaning Out the Crypt, Spring Cleaning Month. And uh, we're taking a look at movie number six from the decrepit Crypt of Nightmares, Crawl Space from 2006. Because there are no descriptions in the box set, you heard the IMDb description of the movie that somebody posted. So let's dive right into this shit with our technical difficulties, top and bottom three. Let's start with the top this time. Alright, sounds good to me. So, number three. This movie is less than one hour long. Number two. The plot was pretty straightforward. It was nice, easy to follow. Number one. The effort put forth by the director to make this movie. I mean, he did everything aside from playing the role of literally other people and, you know, working the second camera. The credits... They're like five seconds long, and it's just his name over and over and over. So, good for him. Number three, aesthetically, I thought this movie looked pretty good. I mean, the um, the crawl space is creepy, and everything was shot pretty well overall. Number two, there are definitely issues with the overall plot, but there was at least an attempt to cover all bases. Like, you know, the uh, director explains to Mike that... Spoilers. Yeah, yeah, spoilers for this one, that, you know... It's actually his house, and you know he can't call the police because he'll be like they'll accuse him. They'll think he murdered somebody, and it's not a very good explanation. There are tons of problems with it, and it's easily rectified. But you know, I at least under I'm glad they at least gave a reason for him calling his friend rather than the police. Like it, it, I, there was an attempt made. And number one, so Mike's plan at the end of the movie, like to outsmart the director and escape, I thought was fairly creative. I won't say what it is, but um. I was entertained and actually kind of impressed with that. Now on to the bottom. For me, number three. This was a mediocre ripoff of the movie Saw. Oh, which definitely. Which, in and of itself, was a mediocre film. Number two. When the friend arrives, instead of sliding a piece of wood away from the crawlspace entrance, he goes to the other side where he tries to smash through cinder blocks with a fucking wiffle ball bat. Like... You know, it's pretty easy just to slide a piece of wood out of the way. But, you know, smashing break cinder, the building. Blocks, blo- cinder blocks with anything isn't, you know, a particularly easy task, but especially not with a wiffle ball bat. <laughs> and then number one on the bottom, the worst part about this is the fucking soundtrack. There's just noises that, the, that play that I guess is called music. And then every time the phone rang, it just made me want to stab out my eardrums with a wire hanger. It was just that grating. So number three, okay, if I was ever stuck in a crawl space that, like, you know, some crazy, like, killer or whatever stuck me in and, you know, I was given one call to get out, 
I'm not calling my one friend who only owns a base, owns a fucking wiffle ball bat. I'm getting somebody who owns, like, guns or, like, you know, call the police. Like, I don't even care if they're going to accuse me of murder or anything like that. I'm getting the fuck out of there. Like, you know, I'm not calling this one guy just to have him set up to get killed. Like, overall, like, Mike kind of got his friend murdered. It was so predictable. It's like, come on, dude, what did you think was going to happen? You knew the, you knew the uh, director had a fucking gun, and y- your friend, like, is... Yeah, he owns a fucking wiffle ball bat. Like, uh, those are terrible odds. Like, come on, man. What a terrible friend Mike ended up being. Number two. So not a whole lot happens throughout the majority of the movie. It's a guy stuck in a crawl space. He gets tortured sometimes. He's given tasks to do that he never really ends up doing. Like, there's a bucket of blood that had a finger in it. I don't even know what the point of that was, you know. And, yeah, it, and then then it ends, like, he gets out after a while, like, spoiler alert on that one. But, um, yeah, it's, it drags on way more than it should have. And number one, so usually when you've got movies that are, like, you know, take place in one location, um, I don't know, I think they're called, like, bottle um, films or whatever, but um, usually you get to learn about the characters. Like, that's the point. You get to learn, like, who this guy who's kidnapped is, like, you know, why he was, like, chosen. You get to learn about the killer. There's usually some kind of connection between them. But you really don't learn any of that. You learn absolutely nothing about the director except he looks like fucking um, Red Skull from um, from uh, Captain America or, uh, or Cobra Commander from... Um, from um, G.I. Yeah, Joe. Yeah, G.I. Joe. I knew that one. And... Um, yeah, and the only thing you learn about Mike is that he has a girlfriend and a friend who owns a wiffle ball bat. Like, yeah, come on, I need more to that in order to get invested in these characters. Something that we didn't mention was the dialogue of the movie. So, let's have ourselves a good old-fashioned quote war. Quote war. We'll quote this movie back and forth. You tell us who had the better quotes. I'll start us off with, I am the director. Go to hell. It's time to phone a friend. When there is no love, all you have is hate. It is not time to give up. It is time to fight. You hunger for freedom, but freedom is a delicacy that you will never taste again. That ends this episode's edition of Quote Wars. If you have a favorite quote from this film or anything else you'd like to say about it, please leave it in the comments below. It's time for our final take. Our final take is a score on our shot scale. Our shot scales are of our scale, 1 to 10, 1 being the best, 10 being the worst. How many shots do you need to get through this film? I gave it a 5 out of 10. I also gave it a 5 out of 10. So, Crawl Space is a no-budget torture porn movie. A majority of it takes place in one room, the antagonist is playing a game with the main character, and everything is supposed to result in the main character getting killed. Sounds suspiciously like Saw. Other than the soundtrack and the noise of the telephone, there's nothing outright terrible about this film. But in the end, everything is low quality, and there's just nothing that makes it stand out. Yeah, The Crawl Space is a pretty generic, micro-budget horror film, filmed in one location. A guy wakes up in a dark crawl space that he can't break out of and receives phone calls from a mysterious, faceless villain named The Director. He's subjected to various tortures and is given tasks to stay alive, kind of, and then he manages to trick the villain and break break out. The concept is pretty straightforward and is, has little in regard to originality, but it was overall somewhat entertaining and competently filmed. For a film made almost entirely by one guy in one location, I would definitely recommend it. Well, you know, we always have ways to drink away the splick, drink away the splick, 
So come on and grab your drink. Let's drink away the splick. Bum, 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 bum. We'll give some drinking games. But remember, friends, drink responsibly. Number one, every time the phone rings, take a drink. Number two, every time Mike gets injured, take a drink. Number three, whenever Mike searches the basement, take a drink. And number four, anytime Mike pleads with the director, take a drink. Every time Mike cries or pouts, take a drink. Every time the villain mentions death or freedom, take a drink. Every time you see blood, take a drink. And every time you see a car, take a drink. And those are your ways to drink away the splick. If you have any thoughts about this movie or anything else Beamer related, you leave us a comment on iTunes or SoundCloud. You can also email us beamerbrosgmail.com. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com. Follow us on Twitter at beamerbros. My personal Twitter at beamerball. You can check out all the content, including reviews, interviews, and chats. Our website beamerbros.com. We have new shows each week. Want to help support the show? Consider donating to our PayPal or Patreon accounts. Links are right below. Well, we've come to the end of week three for Spring Cleaning Month, cleaning out the Crypt Edition. And uh, let's rank these films. So for me in the number three spot, Matthew. Because you have to suffer through the first half of the film to get to the good part. Number two, Crawl Space. Although it really didn't have anything to stand out, there wasn't anything really that unlikable aside from a few sounds. You know, it was a decent little time waster, and at less than an hour, it was all right. Number one, Scarlet Fry's Junk Food Horror Fest. Just little snippets of shitty films. When you put them together, it was entertaining and fun, and none of them lasted long enough to really, like, hate sitting through it. Yeah, number three, I put Matthew. It got better as it went on, but it was overall pretty forgettable. Number two, The Crawl Space. It was a serviceable movie. It was, um, there really wasn't anything bad about it except for maybe some logical inconsistencies and some quality stuff that I don't think is really fair to re- really criticize too much. But overall, it wasn't bad. I, I, I wouldn't mind watching it again. Probably not for a while, but, you know, not bad. And number one, Scarlet Fry's Junk Food Horror Fest. I've actually rewatched certain like segments of it and everything, and it's uh, pretty entertaining to say the least. It's um, not there's some some like shorts that I didn't particularly like, but like Corey said, they're all like ten minutes at most, so like you can kind of ignore them, or at the very least, they aren't long enough to ruin the whole thing. And overall, as a full film, it's it's pretty good. Well, who knows what we're watching next week? Only the random number generator will, f- will know because that's how we'll find out when we finish out spring cleaning, cleaning out the Crypt Edition. So until next time, friends, be brave, be alive, and be back for more. Get <laughs> on,